Good morning, y'all. Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Dark Hoops Betting Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Caleb. Um, sat a little, little bittersweet today. Um, as you guys been, as you guys know, I've uh, been running these with Sarge um, for really this this whole season. You know, there's been days here and there where one of us can't, but uh, for the most part, been running with Sarge every day this season. He started his new job today. Um, so honestly, shout out to Sargi. I'm happy for him. I'm excited for him. Uh, but it is a little bittersweet doing these solo. But we we have done them solo in the past. <sighs> it's always nice to have you know someone there to bounce bounce your thoughts off of. But um, we're gonna do our best to take these take this down solo. Um, and then you know Sarge doesn't work every day of the week, so um, definitely some days we'll, we'll we'll hopefully be able to get him in here. But for now, we're gonna do this solo. Um, gotta be a little bit quiet right now, uh, because the roommates are sleeping in this morning and I want to let them get their rest. So, um, apologies, just turn up the volume a little bit. You probably got to turn up the volume just a little bit more, but other than that, man, it's the same old me, same old NBA. It's a beautiful Friday, a ton of games, and, uh, I, I think it's time to get this thing going. So let's do that. Um, I will say first things first, the slate does not start in the morning. It starts the night before. Um, you know, we're always trying to get the best number possible. And, um, you know, yesterday, yesterday we, we got a little bit of luck. Um, we locked Philly in minus two late at night, woke up, it was two and a half. So I uh, got a little bit of line difference there. And then LeBron gets ruled out, closes at six, I think. Um, so it was cool. Cash that pretty sweat free. Uh, I think we've won seven in a row. We are 104 and, sorry, 108 and 94. So um, one of our hotter stretches uh, of the year. And, again, I know that uh, there's a tendency for when you get hot to to start heat checking. And I'm going to really continue to do my best that even though we're hot, we, we continue to Keep playing it straight, play only what we love, and uh, live with the results. But I will say, um, just in terms of a number standpoint, uh, a little bit frustrating for me because I had a couple lanes um, that have, you know, um, really jumped up in value. And the ones that I played early have either gone the other way or stayed the same. Um, again, I still feel good about the ones we played, and we'll get into those I've locked too. Um, but I did lean Grizzlies minus three last night. That's up to five and a half. I leaned the Rockets minus two last night. That's up to three and a half. So, um, uh, you know, a little frustrating there. But, but I will say um, the two that I've locked in, I, I really like. I also lean Magic minus two last night. That's up to three and a half. But uh, I think that's where we can start is the Pistons and the Magic. Um, Pistons coming to, the, to Orlando today as a three and a half point dog. Um, I, I would say I, I have a decent read on the Magic. Uh, I've watched a decent amount of their games. Um but funny enough, on the Pistons side, a Pistons team that I've watched a lot this year, um, again, for those of you that don't know, which you, if you listen to this semi-consistently, you probably do, um, I'm in a 30-team fantasy league, and I own Sadiq Bay um, for much of this year, and so I was always locked in the Pistons game, um, eventually traded him, and really since that moment, I've kind of freed myself from watching Pistons basketball, um, but this is usually a spot where I'd like the magic, right? Um, I, I definitely considered a minus two, um, I, and there's a couple of reasons why. I just think you 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 have evidence of this team 
um, playing pretty pretty well at home, right? Not not anything amazing. And you, and you look back, and they've only won one of their last five, six games. Um, lost at home to Portland, lost at home to the Lakers, lost at home to the Clippers, but they did beat the Bulls. Um, in that Clippers game, again, that's a, that's a Clippers team that's running hot. They beat the Bulls. That Lakers game, uh, Lakers came and, and pulled away late, and that's always a worry. Well, you know, when you're when you're betting on the Magic, is okay. They have one good half, but you know they're so young and inconsistent that all it takes is one shit, even one quarter where they're not really up to standard, and, and it can get really ugly for them. So, um, I guess all I'm here to say is Magic should beat the Pistons today. They really should. But on the other end, you do have a Pistons team that you know Kate is vibing. They've hung in there against a lot of teams where, you know, they're bad. They're they're not as good as, but have hung in there. So, um, you know, Denver lose by five. Denver lose by six. Utah lose by five. In Utah, that's not an easy game. Uh, beat Sacramento in Sacramento. Um, beat Toronto at home. You know, about a week and a half ago. So, um, for me at two, the Magic were definitely in play as a lean. Uh, but now at three and a half, it's it's completely off the board for me. Um, uh, I, I think you could say the Pistons team is playing slightly better than the Magic right now, but I know, you know, the Magic at home off a loss, they've shown an ability. I mean, they just beat the Bulls at home. They can definitely beat the Pistons at home today. So uh, lean Magic, but three and a half, I think, is where about where the line should be. I would honestly probably make this three-ish, maybe three and a half, but um, at two, I'll lay off. Next game is a game I've already locked. Um I locked the Hawks minus two last night. It's down to one and a half because Hunter and Gallo are questionable. Um, I think uh, very worst case, I think you get Hunter shooting up here today. Bogey's back. He's on a minute's limit. Cam Reddish is obviously out in New York. Um, so uh, for me, guys, I know Boston's playing really good basketball right now, right? Like you go look. Um, and January has been a good month for them. They've lost one, two, three, four, five games, and they've won four, five, six, seven, eight. So they're eight and five in the month of January. Pretty good. You look at their most recent games, they absolutely bucked on the Kings, beat them by 50, um, and then beat the, the Wizards in D.C. by 30-plus. Um, but you look before that, L at home to Portland, L at home to Charlotte. Before that, beat New Orleans and Chicago. But before that, L on the road at Philly. So, um I just know on the road, this team is very, very capable of being beat. You look on the Hawks side, they've won five in a row. They're finally getting into a groove. And I don't think, I know they've won five in a row, but I don't think this is a spot where they are coming into this like, oh, you know, we're five in the row. We've won five in a row. We're the shit. Like, you know, this Hawks team, suddenly the East is an absolute gauntlet. And and this Hawks team is not even in the play-in picture right now. They're a half game out of the play-in picture. Um is a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, has big aspirations, um, and with the trade deadline coming up, has a lot of pressure on them um, because they're a losing streak away from becoming sellers at the deadline. So um, I, I just think you have a locked-in Hawks team that's won five in a row at home against a very inconsistent Celtics team. And and if the Celtics show up and, and give their best performance, can they pull this one out? Yes. But to me, in my eyes, you again, you have a team that's won five in a row at home and again, not none of those were slouches besides the Kings, right? I know they took care of business against the Kings, but included in this five-game win streak is a win at home against the Bucks, a win at home against the Timberwolves, a win at home against the Heat, a win on the road against Charlotte. Like those are f- about as 
quality four opponents as you can line up, and they really won all those games pretty comfortably. So uh, for me, over the course of 48 minutes, I just do think the Hawks um, have just enough to get this done. And, and I think the most likely scenario is anywhere from a four to six point win here today for the Atlanta Hawks. So um, I'm going to ride with them today. Again, it's down to one and a half up from two, um, which is, you know, not an ideal situation. Um, but at the same time, there's been plenty of times where we don't necessarily get the, the right quote line movement and it still works out. Um, you know, you even go back to, you know, two days ago when we had the heat minus six closes at five and a half. And that's a little concerning, uh, but the heat going there and, and absolutely blow them out. So uh, for me, give me the Hawks here today. Um, I, I know Boston's playing well, but um, without a doubt, going to go with the heat today. Um, all right. Next game, sorry, Heat, Hawks today. Next game, the Clippers and the Heat. Um, this is a game that I, I don't really want to touch. Um, I think right now, if I were going to go ahead and hit something, I'd go and grab the Clippers. Um, this is a Clippers team that's hanging in there against just about everyone they play. They can be down 30, um, and they're just not out of it because of you know the, the heart and fight in this team and, and also the man behind the wheel and entire loop. Um, on top of that, Lowry's out. Jimmy Butler's questionable. So uh, I don't hate at all the strategy of grabbing the Clippers plus seven and a half. If, J if Jimmy gets ruled out, this probably climbs all the way down to five, five and a half. Um, so, you, you know, you have that. And, and you know, if, if Jimmy gets ruled in, uh, I don't think this moves all that much. It might get up to eight, you know, but I, I really do think that seven's about where it's where it's going to be. So um, that that's where I'm at. Um, okay, let's keep it rolling. Sorry, I got a little distracted there. Um, let's keep it rolling with the Blazers and the Rockets. Again, I, I talked about, I, I leaned the Blazers a little bit, um, last night at two, up to three and a half. So it's, it's definitely out of range for me now. Um, but it, just in case you are curious, uh, about this and, and want to consider betting this, I'll run through it. Um, Rockets are a team that are super inconsistent. They actually have a ton of talent. Um, but they're really inconsistent with that talent. Um, and you've seen they, they went on a really kind of decent stretch um, really since January 12th where they go in, beat the Spurs. Um, then they do lose. They do lose to the Kings, but come right back, got their revenge, beat the Kings, then went into Utah, beat Utah, lost on a buzzer beater to the Warriors. And then they have Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three days off and go in and get absolutely blown out by the Spurs. Then they have another three days to sit on that. Um, so they've played one game in a week, basically two two games now. If you you go back to that actual Friday, so they have the rest advantage. They got blown out. Any anytime you get a team, I don't care how bad or inconsistent they are, when you have a team getting three days to sit on a thirty point L, um, you know you you usually get a really good version of that team. That being said, the Blazers are also in a decent spot too because they've lost two games. Um, and are really, we, we've talked about it in, in recent pods, are really playing good basketball right now. I know they've lost two in a row, but Anthony Simon, CJ McCollum, Nurkic, Covington, um, all those guys, that they're playing well together. Norman Powell's back. Um, and then on top of all this, you have KPJ and Christian Wood, questionable, both of which did not go through shoot-around. So um, for me, it's a, it's a complete stay away here. I think you have, you know, factors on both sides that would lend you to to p potentially hitting either of them um and, and so for me i'm gonna just stay off of it 
All right, next up, we got the Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies. I was telling you guys about, about this one earlier. Um, like the Grizzlies minus three before I get, uh, got cozy into bed last night. Wake up. It's now four and a half, five and a half. Um, no Donovan today. No Rudy today. Um, I get why people would like the Grizzlies. And again, I liked them at three, but at five and a half, it's just kind of out of range. And I, I just think the Jazz are, are due here, like pretty damn soon. Um Again, I know they're without their two best players, but you saw it. Even, even though they were clearly outmatched against the Suns, they kept that one close. And um, they're a, a Hassan Whiteside stupid-ass play away from maybe even sneaking that one out. But you look at January, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 L's in January, under 500 in January. That's just not going to hold up for super long. And even when you do get a team without their two best players, um, you if, you if you stack up L's long enough, they're going to have a game where they break out and, and do good things. So, um, you know, I, I don't hate the, at this point at five and a half, I don't hate the idea of, of the Utah Jazz as as large dogs. I, I know this Grizzlies team is really damn good. And, I, you know, I don't want to bet this. And, and the Jazz are getting still somewhat of respect because, you know, this Grizzlies team's really good. Uh, but I'm going to stay away. I'm just going to stay away. Um, I just think the Grizzlies are, you know, you can make very valid points that the Grizzlies are five and a half-ish points better than the Jazz. Um, but at the same time, Jazz are due. They're due. They're going to get an outlier, quote, outlier win here eventually. Um, and I don't want to be fading them on the night that happens. So um, for me, off this one. Best of luck if you play this, but I think at five and a half, this is one of the sharper lines of the day in, in a game I just don't want any part of. Um, next game, the Thunder and the Pacers. The Thunder actually opened up as one-point favorites. It's now down to uh, a one-point dog, and, and I honestly think I'd lean the Thunder here. Um, you're implying about a four-point difference between these two teams. Again, the only reason I lay off uh, here today is – uh, Pacers got 30 pieced and lost and, and gave up 158 points, right? So when a team has an outlier bad performance, generally the next day that, you know, next game that's conducive to them showing up. And obviously it's line dependent. You don't just blindly bet that side. Uh, but I think that's why you're seeing the Pacers getting extra respect here today. Um, but on the other end, you know, Thunder really not as bad as people think. Uh, been one of the best teams against the spread this year. We've been on them plenty of times, but it is a lot different uh, betting on them as a large dog compared to, you know, a one-point dog. And so I, I really could see this game going either way. Um, I think you could say the Pacers are slightly better. And, and yes, um, they lost three in a row, but really, um, I've been impressed with their, their level of competitiveness. Um, I know that, you know, we were fading them last game, but, but besides that, um, and almost all these games, even down bodies with Brogdon Turner and Sabonis, they've really fought hard. Um, and it, it's just presented a lot of young guys who, who haven't had a chance at stable NBA roles with a, with a chance to prove themselves. Um, and you're getting a bunch of guys together all, you know, trying to prove themselves and, and have combined for really decent play. So you get them off to, after a, a night where they have 158, they're going to be locked in defensively. I think this is a grinded out game. Um, and if anything, I'd probably lean the under here, but um, going to completely stay off this one too. Again, two, uh, two com confounding factors uh, could really go either way. So I I'm going to pass on this one. Next game, Chicago Bulls and the Spurs. Spurs opened up as one and a half point dogs now moved to one and a half point favorites. Um, 
I do think this is a game where the Spurs could pull this out. Um, you know, I, I like to bet the Spurs at home against medium teams. I, I think the Bulls are a little bit better than a medium team, but um, the Bulls are really hard to peg right now because um, they've got their three studs, you know, in Demar, Levine, and Vooch. But outside of that, it's pretty bare. Um, I know Ayo Donsumo has been playing really well for him, but you know he's a rookie and and he has really large swings of variance. He's either, you know, sometimes looks really damn good, and, and sometimes he's going to miss every shot he takes. And I know he's been on the better side of that lately, but really, Ao, Kobe, and those three guys are, are what they have. And, and so there are just stretches out of time where Tyler Cook's playing, where Matt Thomas is playing, where um, Troy Brown's playing, and Javante Green, and, and it just adds up, and, and it sometimes leads to some runs. So um, I think the Spurs are going to be hungry here tonight. I, they should be. Um, we've had a couple, you know, instances now where you've seen them at home beat a team that they're probably not as good as, um, and, and now you've had three straight home L's, so you know they're due to get one here soon. Very well could be today, um, but the Bulls are not a team I like to fade right now. Even when their backs are against the wall, they've proven they have a great makeup, they have good coaching, and they play really hard. So for me, stay away game. Um, lean the Spurs last night at plus one, one and a half. Now at minus one and a half again, it's tough because it's so close to the actual result. Um, you know, if we were getting like one and a half to three and a half, you know, that's different. But coming from minus one and a half or plus one and a half to minus one and a half, it's, it's tough. All right, three more games, Timberwolves and the Suns. Uh, Timberwolves head into probably the hottest team in the association with the Phoenix Suns today, catching nine. Uh, I'm automatically going to lean the Timberwolves here. Um, huge number at home for the Suns, um, and the Suns are really damn good. I'm, I'm not debating that, but um, I just think this Timberwolves team has shown many, many times that they fight. Um, you're getting them off a loss. Um, I think you can say the Warriors and, and Suns are similar right now and the you know, Timberwolves lose by a nine last game. But they've just had a really good January. Win in Portland is a tough one. Win at home against Brooklyn. Win in New York. Beat the Warriors. Uh, beat Houston. Beat OKC twice. Beat the Clippers in L.A. So um, for me, I'd definitely rather go grab nine now. Would I be shocked at all if the Suns blow them out, you know, and, and catch them on some tired legs? No, I wouldn't. Um, but I, I think that the big thing here is, you know, D'Angelo Russell left last game with a shin contusion or some shit. Um, so if he's not out there today, it's definitely going to make a difference. I think you could look into some Anthony Edwards props if that's the case. Because, again, no Beverly and no D'Lo is definitely going to lend towards Ant getting his shots up. Um, and sometimes he gets lost on the fray behind the D'Lo usage. So... Um, for me, it's, it's Timberwolves or nothing. If you want to look at a prop, I, I don't hate Anthony Edward props. They're not up on my book, uh, because again, they're going to wait on that D-Lo news. But for me, uh, I'll go grab the sun or, or sorry, I'll go grab the Timberwolves today if I'm playing this, but I'm not, I'm not playing this. All right. Last two games of the day. Uh, we'll get to the write-in game first. I, I know this game is technically earlier in the day, but it's a write-in day. So it's game. So it's at the end. Here for me, uh, Pelicans sitting at four, four and a half in most spots. It was five and a half last night. Um, and for me, if we're just breaking this down with everyone healthy, I definitely lean the Pelicans here. Um, the Nuggets have one. Let's see. Nuggets have one. Nuggets have one, three in a row, four out of their last five. 
but they've been grinded out wins. You know, two point win against the Clippers on a last minute, um, uh, a last minute three by Aaron Gordon, um, a five point win at home against the Detroit Pistons, a five point win in Detroit, a six point win in Brooklyn without James Harden. So. Um, if if Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart and JV are all playing, oh my God, four is excellent, excellent value for the Pelicans here today. But there's a good chance uh, that at least one or two of those guys miss. So it makes it extremely hard to really cap at this point because Josh Hart, Jonas Valanciunas, and Brandon Ingram are the three most important players on the Pelicans. Um, they'll play hard regardless. But um, let's say all you know two of those guys miss, I could very easily see a scenario where this game is close all day, all game. All the way to the end. Five minutes left, Nuggets go ahead, pull away, win by five. And then you're stuck there um, just holding the bag. So, for me, stay off this. If all three get ruled in and you can get plus four, cool. But that's going to be a tough ask. Um, if you're going to be able to be on your phone and on underdog, you can go ahead and grab the Pelicans plus four and four and a half now. Um, and then that way, Brandon Ingram and them get ruled out. Boom. Go ahead. Grab the Nuggets. You're fine. Um, but for me... Uh, just a, a game within the game that I don't want to play, right? I, I want to lock things in that I feel really good about. Um, so that's where I'm at. All right. Last game of the day, uh, a game that I have locked in as well. It is going to be the Bucks minus nine today. Um, and I talked a little bit about it on Twitter. Um, I, I, I love backing really good teams off of losses when they're fully healthy and at home, uh, especially against bad teams. And it, it's burned me in the past. You know, I, I've, was on the Jazz minus 13 um, and the Warriors minus 13 uh, like last week, both off of losses, both at home. I, I guess actually the Warriors was an off loss and they both lost outright, right? So I, I know it can go sour, but I, I just really struggle to see a scenario in which the Bucks don't blow out the Knicks today. And, and here's why. Knicks, long road trip. Honestly, just don't even think they're that good. They're going to have outlier games here and there um, where they show up and outperform and RJ's making everything and Julius Randle's making everything. And then, okay, in those scenarios, they can hang with anyone. But on most days, on any given day, I'm not going to count on RJ going for 30 and Julius going for 30 or Kemba going for 30. Kemba has had knee problems for the last two years. Um, and he had a great stretch middle of the year, um, but that was coming off like a month rest because he got benched. And so he was healthy. And now you're seeing it. Anytime he plays semi-consistently, the knee starts to flare up. So um, he hasn't looked the same since coming back. Really, it's just RJ um, that's playing well for them right now. Julius Randle will have his games here and there, but it's not a good Knicks team. You know, it's, it's just not. I, I know people will look back and they only lost by two to the Cavs, but that Cavs team didn't have Jared Allen. And on top of that, uh, it was 16 early in the fourth, um, and they just went on a run. So for me, you're getting the much better team at home, fully healthy for the first time in a while, Get after getting their ass kind of spanked. Um, and I just have that much faith in Giannis, right? Like you you get an L like that, he's coming at you full force, and then he's got Drew around him, Grayson Allen around him, Dante DiVincenzo around him. Um, Chris Middleton around him. I just think this is a great spot for a Milwaukee Bucks blowout, and, and there always is that backdoor risk at the end. Um, but I do think going into the fourth, this game is going to be a 15 to 16 point game, and it's just going to come down to hey, do the Bucks execute towards the end and, and finish the job? And, and is there a possibility that they don't? Sure. But I think most, more often than not, the Bucks get the job here done here today. Another way you can play this 
Um, I already committed to bucks minus nine, so I'm not. But another way you can play this is half units on um, first quarter, first half, half unit maybe on first half full game if you want a little bit more time. Um, you know, first quarter betting is always sketchy to me. You know, I, I'm going to want to really love a side when I do that. But um, if you just want to go half unit on the first half and full game and balance that out, um, obviously you have a chance that you can cash both. And, and maybe if one doesn't hit, the other does. And, it, you know, you just eat some juice. But for me, guys, you get this much superior team fired up. I just think over the course of 48 minutes, if this – if the Bucks bring their best effort, which again the environment is conducive for, um, I don't know that the Knicks can hold on over the course of 48 minutes. I, I just think the Bucks will eventually go on a killer run uh, that puts this game way out of reach. So that's where I'm at on this one, guys. I uh, have locked that in. The only other one I've locked in is Hawks. Um, you know, and, and it's tough because every other lean I had going into the night has basically moved the other way. Um, I think you could definitely lean the Thunder or the Spurs as well, but um, both toss-up games, both games where the other side does have factors um, that you have to consider. Um, so for me, it's just going to be Hawks. It's just going to be Bucks. And then um, if Jimmy Butler was ruled out and I can still snag seven and a half, I'll, I'll maybe take a look at that. But um, for me, that's about it. There's no real props um for me to look that hard at uh, again you could look at some ant props but i don't have them up so i, th I assume just by that alone if delos ruled out they will have it the books will have adjusted to to that news so for me um everything's basically lined up on the prop side of things nothing that really stands out for me and and then on, on the spreads you guys know where i'm at but it's a it's a tough it's a tough Friday. There's a, there's a ton of games. Um, and again, I've talked about it. This kind of pretty solid. Um, we're probably at the highest total units we've been at all year um, in a hot zone. And we just want to keep it rolling. We don't want to kill our kill our momentum because we're forcing stuff on, on a Friday. So take those two plays. I think very worse. Obviously, I'm not a, a future predictor. But uh, very worse, I think they go one and one. And um, we'll move on tomorrow if need be. But I, I do think it's a little concerning that the Hawks is moving the other way from two but I, I do think the hawks absolutely get it done in a semi-close one against the celtics uh, and i do think the majority of the time the, the bucks uh pull away with a with a blowout win uh, at home against new york so uh good luck with however you play it um i hope you guys enjoy it i know solo is a little bit ass compared to the big sarge in here but he'll get back in here soon um good luck with whatever you guys play have a great friday have a great weekend um should be back tomorrow to, to get a little bit of a recording in, but uh, appreciate y'all as usual. If you ever have any questions, go ahead and reach out to me on Twitter. I'm there on there all the time. Love talking basketball. So please, please don't hesitate to ever reach out. Thank you guys, and I will talk to y'all soon. Peace.